Before we dive into today's podcast, I'd like to take a moment to remind you that this content is intended for general purposes only and should not be used to substitute professional medical advice. Always seek the advice of your medical service practitioner based on your unique needs. Hi, this is Kelly, your nutritional nerd, bringing you the health news you want to hear for the week of December 14th, 2020. This is a very special podcast for me um, and one that's very near and dear to my heart. I've titled this one, An Ode to the Good Doctor. And we here at Happy Human realize that sometimes being a happy human means that we have to go through some grief. Not always being happy. And this is exactly what I'm experiencing right now. So if you'll oblige me and to help in my healing process, I'd like to share some candid thoughts um, with you from a journal entry that I wrote about my beloved Berkeley boy. He was my first dog, but was much, much more than that. Now, my intention in sharing these private moments with you is not to make you sad, to make you cry, or to conjure up hurtful memories of your own, but rather my intention is to open my heart in the hopes that others will open theirs. We must remember that love is the foundation upon which all of humanity stands. And with all the craziness and challenges that humanity has faced this past year in particular, I think we could all use this uh, very special reminder, especially around this time of year as the holidays are um, right around the corner. So as we go forth, please remember the cherished people and cherished pets in your life. Rekindle lost connections. Keep your heart open and return to being human. Without um, waiting any longer, let me dive in to this journal entry that I wrote on Wednesday, December 9th, 2020. December 9th, 2020 is a day I will always remember. Now, we definitely say this from time to time when a certain event occurs, but how often do we actually remember it? I know, however, that this will not be one of those days lost in history. I will remember this one for many reasons, but mainly because it was the last day with my beautiful Berkeley boy. The evening before, he was not doing well. He sat on the couch between my husband, Joe, and I, so sad and in so much pain. He was shivering constantly and almost dropped while sitting up. His eyes closed and his breathing was really shallow. I honestly thought that he was going to take his last breath right there and then. But like he always did, Berkeley fought on. We decided to set up our pull-out couch in the basement so that 
he could be closer to the door and it would be easier to take him out in the middle of the night when he needed to go. We also knew that he would need to go. One of the um, 11 different medications that he was on at the time was making him endlessly thirsty, resulting in him needing to pee almost constantly. So we set up the bed and lay a soft Sherpa blanket down on top. He slept on that blanket all night with me curled up around him. Every hour or two, he'd wake up, stumble over to drink a liter or so of water, then head slowly to the door. I'd get up, take him out, and lead him back to the bed. At this point, I had to lift his weary little body back onto the bed, but every time he made his way back to that blanket, and lay down, falling asleep almost immediately. The shivering would continue despite the shallow snoring noises that he he made. I'd cuddle in closer and wrap the blanket around his weak body, making sure that I always had at least one hand on my boy. When 6 a.m. rolled around and he got up for what must have been at least his sixth pee that night, I was prepared to make our way upstairs to start the day. Berkeley never wanted to sleep in. He was always raring to go. But that particular morning, he surprised me by walking back toward the bed. I hoisted him back up, thinking he'd surely not stay. But to my surprise, he lay right back down and fell back asleep. Shortly after seven, he was up again for a drink and to relieve himself. And once again, wanted back in the bed. I obliged. I figured that as long as he wanted to stay there, resting peacefully and curled up together in the bed, I would allow him to do so, even if it meant staying there all day. Not only would I allow him to stay in bed, but I would cherish my time there with him as well. I didn't care about his medication regime. I didn't care about my shower. I didn't care about anything. All I cared about at that moment was the comfort of my beloved Berkeley. Though this was certainly out of character and he was not his usual energetic self begging for breakfast, I allowed him to simply be. I knew he was in pain and I knew he did not have much longer on this physical earth. And part of me silently wished for him to take his last breath right there and then, safe and comfortable in my arms. We stayed in bed that way until almost 9 a.m. when Joe came down to find us. Berkeley only then got himself up and out of bed, finally willing to go upstairs for breakfast. But he barely ate. We were able to get a few bites of chicken and ham into his distended belly, but that was really about all. Gone was his insatiable appetite. Even when it came to his favorite treats and cookies, he'd accept nothing more that we offered. And believe me, we offered him every possible thing we could. We knew this would be his last day. It was unfair to keep him around, whimpering in pain, unable to take pleasure in all the things that used to excite him. So we decided to spend that last day doing absolutely anything he wanted. It started by going for a walk, something he'd been wanting to do and yearning to do for the last week or so, but was physically unable to do. 
Instead, over the last few days, all he wanted to do was spend time outside. Not having a yard or fenced-in area meant that whenever he wanted or needed to go outside, one of us or both of us would also have to go. Despite the freezing December temperatures, I didn't care. If my boy wanted to stand outside, the least I could do was stand with him as he sniffed the air and watched the birds and people come and go. That was all he was capable of doing. And we let him, sometimes taking turns, standing out there shivering with him, and sometimes standing out there together. But this last day, he really wanted to walk. So despite the vet's warning to not take him for a long walk because his heart couldn't handle it, we decided that today it wouldn't make any difference, but would rather give him some pleasure. We started out with the intention of walking a short distance around the smallest block that led back to our place. But Berkeley had bigger plans as he always did. He chose the route and led his very last family walk to say goodbye to his neighborhood. The route he chose was a favorite of his and mine, the most popular walk the two of us did together, and probably the one we walked more than all the others in our neighborhood combined. Ironically, this walk takes us down the street just below our house, the same street he would gaze at endlessly from the picture windows in our living room. Normally, this walk would take about 20 minutes. Sometimes it would take slightly longer due to the long uphill climb near the end, especially if he was tired and in need of additional rest breaks. The latter had been definitely happening with more regularity ever since his diagnosis with congestive heart failure three months ago. But today, that walk took us over an hour. Walking at his own snail's pace, we let him sniff wherever he wanted, stop when he needed to, pee on all of his favorite trees and bushes, and meander through the fields along the way. It was here, in one of the small fields where he led Joe, that I snapped a picture of the two of them. A beautiful, magical picture that encapsulated the day perfectly, complete with fog and wonder all around. As we approached home, he stopped and turned to look back. Both Joe and I thought at that moment that he was saying goodbye. Goodbye to his neighborhood. Goodbye to his trees and goodbye to the, his friends we'd always meet along the way goodbye to it all. He knew. Berkeley has always been two things, extremely smart and intuitively sensitive. Of course, he knew this was it. His poor heart could no longer send life force to the remainder of his body. He was sad, tired, and weak. Everything Berkeley normally was not. We spent the rest of the morning with him, cuddling, trying to get him to eat, but with no avail, avail, and taking him outside for long stretches of time. As the afternoon rolled along, we decided to head out. We took him to Dairy Queen and got him an ice cream cone, something that we hadn't done in years. Our next stop 
was the dog park. We allowed him the opportunity to be off leash and free. Now, even though he only walked around the perimeter of the park slowly or simply stood and whined as he watched other dogs playing nearby, the dog park was definitely a place he loved. After that, we brought him back to the daycare that he frequented to say one last goodbye to his little sister and the wonderful staff there. Then the time came when we had to make our way to the vet. Some people may disagree with our decision. Sometimes I second-guessed it myself, thinking he could probably have another day or two with us, but Then again, the last thing I wanted was for him to be uncomfortable and in pain or suffering any more than he was, for his belly to continually expand as it collected more bodily fluids that his heart could not pump to the rest of his body, for that fluid to end up filling his lungs, for him to not eat, for him to be stressed out every time we tried to force medications into his body, for his heart to give in even more, and for him to suffer more than he already was. Each day we would have kept him with us would have only been for us, not him. And that would have been selfish. Berkeley was the best and deserved only the best. Rest peacefully, my sweet boy. If you have a cherished memory that you'd like to share, I'd sincerely love to hear it. Please share your memory or thoughts in the comments below. And if you prefer, you can simply email me directly at kelly at happyhuman.com. Sometimes expressing ourselves either in written or verbal form can help open our hearts and ease our suffering. In everything you do, know that you are never alone. Thanks for listening. Stay well.